Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey guys, today's going to be a special episode. We're talking about the Amazon rainforest and the incredible biodiversity and the indigenous people living in it who are trying to protect their home. Right now, the Amazon is burning. We're going to talk about why this is happening, what's at stake, and what you can do to help. Don't worry, we're also going to have lots of fun talking about the amazing, incredible, and crazy animals living in the Amazon. But I also know that you guys are some amazingly empathetic people, and I know you might be heartbroken over the recent developments in the Amazon, as am I. And if you haven't heard about this issue yet, that's okay, since we'll explain what's going on. So please enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to Creature Feature, the show where we dive into the world of animals, the world of people, and realize, hey, wait a minute, it's the same world. Wow, deep. Today we're talking about the Amazon rainforest, which, well, it's on fire. Is it time to panic? Yes, actually now is the time, but let's engage in some constructive panic. Today we're going to get educated and motivated and inspirated. Inspirated? Yeah, sure, inspirated. So, the Amazon rainforest, why should we care? I know that's a dumb sounding question, but I think it's always important to not take our world for granted. What is it about the Amazon that's so special, both in terms of its importance to animals and its importance to humans? So, South America's Amazon rainforest is over 2 million square miles of rainforest. It's the largest rainforest on Earth, and that sounds like a hell of a lot of trees, but it's not really that much when you consider its function. The Amazon rainforest is called the lungs of the Earth, as it provides over 20% of the entire oxygen supply on the planet. This is not only important for breathing, obviously, but it's also an important part of the carbon cycle, and absorbing dangerous greenhouse gases that cause global warming. 
Right now, living Amazonian trees absorb hundreds of millions more CO2 than their dead trees release, but that could change if the burning and destruction of the trees continues. Alive, the Amazon is our lungs, keeping the world healthy. Dead, it would become a decaying mass that would accelerate global warming, possibly beyond repair. Between the 1960s and 2018, 17% of the Amazon has been destroyed, and right now, the fires and destruction is occurring at unparalleled rates. And that's frightening, because if the rainforest reaches about 20-25% to deforestation, it could reach the point of no return, where the hydrological, that is, water cycle system, would no longer be able to support the rainforest ecosystem. It's kind of like if someone cut off 25% of your body. In most cases, you wouldn't really survive that. Aside from the global impact, the Amazon is home to millions of people and animal residents. The rainforest is the ancestral home of over one million indigenous peoples of various tribes, and they are trying to fight the destruction of the rainforest and their home, which we'll discuss in more detail later in the show. It's also very literally the home to the most biodiversity on the planet. 10% of the planet's total species live in the rainforest. There are 16,000 species of trees, 2.5 million species of insects, 2,000 species of birds and mammals, and thousands of species of fish, amphibians, and reptiles. Well, we've got about an hour and a half. As long as we talk fast, we can probably get to all of them. Joining me today is Miles Gray, co-host of The Daily Zeitgeist. I'm sorry, I was drinking cold brew. Did I just come in very late? <laughs> Hi. That's fine. It's a it's a lot to take in. It, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Then this is uh, this is the intersection of so many different things. This fire and uh, the situation in the Amazon. So you know, but I'm 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 actually wanting to know more about the rainforest because all I know is uh, you know in the 80s when people the rainforest man, I think that's when it came. Save them. Save Gotta the save rainforest. Em. But yeah. why? Why say, well, I mean, it's pretty obvious uh, in, in some ways. It's like we need them to live. For so like the planet, oxygen? Yeah, so the planet won't turn into a charred husk of uh, inhospitable landmass. Right, but, uh, which is the irony <laughs> because there are parts of the Amazon that are becoming a charred husk of an inhospitable yep. landmass. And like I said earlier, it's I, I think people, when they think about like how big the Amazon rainforest is, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, like even if there's like seven, right now we're at about 17% deforestation. It's like, well, that doesn't seem like that much, but... It's a living organism. Yeah. Like it, an ecosystem is, you can think of it like a, a living creature because it, it all interacts. Like I, I talked about, the water cycle is important uh, to keep it functioning. And if you uh, kill off a bunch of the forest, that, that evaporation water cycle breaks down. Right. Um, so it is like taking a human being like, well, if I just take away 17% of the human, that shouldn't make much right. of a difference. It's like, like, oh, yeah, try doing that with, you know, like, okay, then fine. Let's take right. from your forearm down. Right, right. And one of your kidneys. Right, yeah. Or like 17% of your blood. You don't, that's fine, probably, right? Oof. Well, let's see, 17% of your blood, if your blood alcohol was 0. 0.17, <laughs> yeah, you'd be pretty fucked up, actually, if you... <laughs> Let's replace some of your blood with alcohol and then see how you end Let's up. Let's get the rainforest drunk. Yeah. Or just... Wet. So Wet. Fire start. Uh, I didn't know how to say that without being odd. Without also, being creepy. I do that thing where I think people hate hearing the word moist, and I don't. I don't it's weird. I almost foretell right. 
people being like, get, oh, God. I don't, I'm not sure what is wrong with saying get the rainforest moist. Yeah. Get it wet, get it get moist. Get it wet, moist. Yeah. And if, look, if you, the word itself is if uncomfortable you, for you, you, it's a fucking word. Look, if you can't handle, if you're not mature enough to handle yeah. us talking about getting the rainforest wet again, I mean. But maybe know. that's like my privilege of not having <laughs> that thing where like a word like actually gives you some kind of sensation. That's true. Like a, like a, the uh, synesthesia of right. uh, moist causing some people to just cringe or yeah. whatever. Um, well, so I, I want to talk about some of the incredible animals, uh, as promised. And these are, these are amazing. Uh, some of them are, uh, only found in the Amazon rainforest and, uh, they're some of the most, I think because rainforests are, so, they're, that, that ecological niche is home to so many different animals, birds, right. reptiles, amphibians, mammals, insects, plants, trees, you get huge amounts of diversity and like i said before the uh the amazon is the most biodiverse ecosystem on the planet so imagine if you will if you had superpowers and you were the invisible man but Mm -hmm. you could just turn your skin invisible love it love it okay i think there was actually did you ever watch well hold on would my clothes become invisible too or just my skin just your skin so i would have to be nude you'd have to to be be invisible and your skin well right but you just your skin, so all your organs and your bones and your your various uh, stuff. Those would be visible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're okay. You're asking if I would become a see through human, right? Would you Would you take on that superpower? Would you, uh, or just have no sur- superpowers? Oof, to just look like literally just straight through my skin and into yeah, my body. Yeah. No, because I already go on WebMD and convince <laughs> myself I have some kind of cancer but, every but week. But think of basically. how, like, it'd be so much easier for doctors to diagnose you with stuff. Like, if your skin was see-through, they could I just, guess. like, see right into your organs and, like, like shift aside some muscle. Okay, and... then I guess maybe for the savings on, like, specialist doctor's right. visits. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go for it. I think – did you ever see Venture Brothers, that, that TV show? Uh, like – Sporadic episodes. Yeah, it was like an Adult Swim cartoon, and they did, it was like a parody of the superhero genre. Uh, and they had the Fantastic Four, but the Invisible Woman could only turn her skin invisible. <laughs> so she just looked like plasticized body. Yeah, yeah, she looked exhibit. like she lo- she was like all her muscle tissue and organs and stuff. I remember on Nickelodeon there was Inside Out Boy. Oh, that's and right. And that was a boy who literally just turned. That his was body. creepy. That was freaky, and it was like it was claymation too, right? Whereas, yeah, or maybe that was no, no. Yep, Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. And he just looked odd. It didn't make uh, sense because his bones were on top. Of, like it was claymation. You couldn't yeah. really get too, you know, accurate. Also, imagine how weird pregnancies would be. Just like oh. see, like a baby sloshing around in there. Yeah, I mean. I guess that would be fun for some people yeah. for a split second, right. but I think I would be very. I, you know what it would also be if I, if my partner has see through skin, I feel like touching them. I would be like, "Ooh, is that going to stink?" Because right, it right. looks like I'm just touching directly onto their bare muscles. Excuse me, I, my stomach turned as I said that. <laughs> I wonder if like we'd be more empathetic as a species if you could see through. Because then it's like, man, you can just see how fragile. The, yeah. the internal organs are and like punching someone you could see that and you would truly see no race that good you know? point so good point you would you, but people get racist and be like i know your a, spleen is yeah. like bluish purple They're like i knew you're japanese like... by the way your quad looked i'm like what oh boy that yep well we always find a way to suck <laughs> we will find a way yeah, to fortunately ruin it. though frogs don't suck yeah this is a segue so I want to talk about glass frogs because they are actually see-through. 
and they their skin very expensive too to buy a glass frog. <laughs> They're called glass frogs. Wait, that's a real thing? Yes, it's a real thing. Oh, I thought suddenly this was turning into like a crafts show. Oh, like, I let's see. Let's talk like, about glass like frogs. Like antique glass frogs. Yeah. Or like a bong that's like frog shaped. Thank you. Prefer. Right. Speaking of my language. Right. I, otherwise, I, would not have, I don't even know what <laughs> we're talking about. Translating it to, to uh -huh. we. Oh, you mean a frog. Right, okay. Right, in the right. Amazon. Okay. <laughs> so they're a family of amphibians, as you may no, who live in the Amazon. Uh, they're light green on the surface, but their bellies are transparent. And they're, a lot of their skin is actually transparent, um, like on their toes and in certain areas. I'm just going to just gonna show you uh, this picture. Oh, no. <laughs> See, and again, I would look at that, and this is what you're saying. I would be like, I'll break this because right. everything is... What is transparent skin exactly? There's just no pigment yeah, and it's no so pigment. thin that... It's thin and there's no pigment, exactly. Okay, I'm a scientist. You are. There you go, you are. And like, see, that's a pregnant one with all oh, the eggs. Oh, the eggs. Whoa. Yeah. And you can see its organs just all smashed in there. What's and you that can big see red vein? Uh, like part that's of their... probably an artery. Okay. I'm um, not a doctor anymore. It's probably a... a, a yeah. What that? Uh, these are probably bones, and then that's probably a big artery that's going up from the groin. Yeah. Um, and then that's that looks. This looks like it's. Is that like maybe. an evolutionary? Like, did that evolve to survive, or that's just one of those freaky yes. things when you're just no. the Amazon man? It actually does have an evolutionary purpose. So it's thought that uh, the transparency. So when potential predators are looking like through a leaf, the light will actually pass through the leaf and their skin in such a way that they can't see their outline oh, as like, clearly. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So that they, <laughs> through the leaf, they just kind of look like a weird cluster of lumpy organs. Yeah, yeah, so that, not like a full-on frog right, shape. Right, so so predators who are keyed into frog shape will look, and it's like it just looks like a bunch of goo, and then they don't yeah. see the actual frog. Evolution is, I feel like we talk about this every time I'm on here, or the last time I was on here, where I'm just being like, Okay, cool. I like how there was that one that had the see-through skin, and they're like, you know what? That's that's the one we're gonna go with. Yeah. <laughs> let's just let's just breed this one into existence. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty incredible because something like just the simple function of do you stay alive? Okay, just right. creates such insanity. Like, yeah. like you stayed alive and your skin is see-through, and we can see you like win. your veins. You you win though because you live. And they're like, why does he get all the girls? <laughs> Sorry, man, because. They, he's passing his genetic material. They're all their genetic material to the next generation. <laughs> These are also called uh, the Kermit frogs because their eyes are forward facing. And so. What do you mean, like versus. Versus oh, sideways. On the side? Yeah. Tree frogs, their eyes are on the side to side. Um, so. And uh, is that a trait because you need to have your wits about you? Uh, yeah. So it, it helps them keep a eye out for um, predators. Here's an image of <laughs> one of the ones that. Uh, it really does in, look like Kermit, yeah. kind of. Yeah, because it's got these these. Yo, I want bright, one of these frogs. <laughs> it's got these bright white eyes, and then the the black pupils, which, and then the, with the green skin, it looks like Kermit because frogs their eyes aren't normally front facing like they yeah. are like Kermit. Puppet. And immediately, it warmed my heart. <laughs> they are adorable. Yeah. From underneath, they look like some kind of Lynchian special effects sure. thing. Or like Cronenberg thing from a oh. movie, but then from the front they are so cute, they are adorable. Um, and so the reason, I, I mean, one of the reasons uh, that this could be so, like with tree frogs, that those side to side eyes give them a panoramic view of mm -hmm. potential predators. These front facing eyes help the glass frogs zero in on prey right in front of them. They open their mouth. I mean, like 
the Kermit Frog puppet and just like keep it open and then just like go forward like a Pac-Man. And <laughs> just then, like, oh, God. Yeah, exactly. There's no uh, cool tongue or something? No, no. They they just... Uh, they're just eating. They're just eating with their mouths. I mean, they have a tongue. Um, but all, not like a, you know, gecko or whatever. Right, you know, right. I mean, just, most frog tongues aren't actually that long. They don't like... Uh, you know what did it? It was those fucking Budweiser commercials. I know, I know. It's But I mean, like chameleon tongues, they, they've got some length... They've yeah. got a yaw on those tongues. I like those videos where, like, uh, like reptilologists. What are they called? What's what do you herpetologists? Call them? Herpetologists. Herpetologists. Yeah. Great. Yep. That's what we call them. <laughs> uh, like, use them as just like fly traps because uh, I've I've seen just all kinds of videos where they're just holding it up, like yeah. where there's a fly in a window, and just the precision. It's <laughs> that's when I know. That's when I almost believe in God. Yeah. I mean, I think that if God is a chameleon, that that would be the case. God is a chameleon, then okay, fine. Yeah. Case closed. Speaking of cool eyes, those mm-hmm. like their their eyes like go off in different directions, yeah, like and they have an incredible, right? yeah, an incredible uh, visual processing center in their brains. Um, and then with frog eyes, when frogs swallow, their eyes actually um, kind of dip down into their heads and help push the food down their throats. Okay. Um, so that's a cool party trick for the frogs. Yeah, I wish I. Hmm, no, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe that would be a good a good skill to have. Yeah, just, I do not chew my food well, mm, so that would probably help. You could like take a frog and just like shove the frog down your throat, and maybe and just pray that it becomes part of me. Right, like a little old lady who swallowed the frog to push the food down with the eyeballs. That's how that. Song goes like there, there was, was a, a lady who swallowed a frog, frog to, to eat the dog, the dog. and yeah. then she died. And then she died. Yeah. So from a different from like, a different unrelated. Yeah, actually, the food she ate there right. was there were foodborne illnesses. Right, right, unrelated, not because of shoving an yeah. entire frog down her throat. Yeah. So, <laughs> so glass frogs in the Amazon also another reason to love them is they lay their eggs on the underside of leaves above water, so that when their tadpoles hatch, they just paratroop down into the water. Oh. Uh, because they're easy. they're amphibious, so that means they partially live. Uh, in the water, and then they have that terrestrial form. So, um, and then males from the Fleischmann glass frogs uh, species, uh, they actually babysit their eggs until they hatch. So they'll uh, chill out with the little babies under the leaf until they hatch and drop down into the water. And they below. start plopping in. They're like, Just all right, good. In. Shift's over. <laughs> you guys take Just care. out. See you exactly. when you have legs and feet. <laughs> it's like it's like like where where's our dad like he's like i'm right here i'm just like, invisible yeah just just <laughs> you look at you you're you don't even we don't even look alike easy we don't look like anything yeah. we just look like organs exactly uh so i want you to look at an image and tell me what you think this animal is that's an animal mm-hmm. is a spider yep I love spiders. Yeah, you do. But it, to me, it looked like a, like a satellite image of maybe a mountain town at night. <laughs> <laughs> so but it looks. So. But it looks like like a spider is that is the closest I, thing, right? Yeah, there's something. Yeah, I think it was just all this the the streaks coming off of yeah. it that it I thought were roads. Bit, it does look like um, one of those maps where like you light up a city at night. Yeah, um, but, but a very poorly planned city but, where there's like eight. <laughs> Streets that Eight just kind of converge spider on spider leg streets. Yeah. Well, what if I told you this isn't a spider and it's not a city? It is actually a sculpture made by a spider. <laughs> um. Fuck you. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> it's it's a, a skull. It's yeah, like a dis, like a decoy yes, spider they it, built. It's actually from a decoy building spider, which is a spider of the Amazon that builds a decoy of a larger spider. Oh, so that's even the artist yeah. behind that work is much is a much smaller. Yes. Spider. So this is about. Um, I'm going to zoom in on this so you can see it more clearly. This is really about um, authorship and yeah, art. Yeah. So you can see uh, it. Uh, it's oh, quite whoa. big. So you can see like it has eight legs. It has what looks like an ab- abdomen and you can even see like what looks like mandibles. Sure. Um, and the uh, this is about an inch big. And then the spider who built it is about a quarter of an inch. So it's like four times as big wow. as the auteur, the artiste yes. of the big spider. Um, what so a th- metaphor though too. I like know, your right? ego and like how we use that to protect ourselves. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> really there there's this spider contains multiple. I mean, the the exactly the metaphor gets deeper uh, too yeah. because the like you suggested the decoy is to protect it from predators. Uh-huh. Um and they uh sh- they also they not only make this thing that looks like a spider, they shake the web to puppet it so it looks like it's moving. Uh <laughs> you what, look devastated. Yeah, well I was like it sounded like a busking act or mm-hmm. something, where it's like, and then it does it to like vanilla ice. Just like, yeah, do, 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 yeah. do, 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 do. <laughs> and it, then it builds a small hat for you to put money into. <laughs> Wait, uh, so it can, oh, so it's not that as if it's full on doing puppeteering. Because see, in my mind, I like to go fully fantastic. Oh, right, right, I'm like, right. oh, like wow, each, it's a puppeteer. Each, uh, each uh, spider thread is like attached to one limb. Yeah, and, and it's then like it's puppet like, master. <laughs> right, pretty sure. close, pretty close. Or there's like a crew of seven other spiders. <laughs> like, which leg are you on today? And we call ourselves Imagineers. Yeah, I'm an understudy <laughs> for the abdomen. <laughs> you have to be the abdomen. Yeah, and until you get to the legs, really. <laughs> so this is part of the gen- a genus of spiders known as Cyclosa, which um, a lot of these members of the species are capable of doing uh, what's called as uh, web sculptures um, and uh, or web decorations. Uh, but the decoy building spider is the only known species to build a replica of itself, but bigger. Basically like the Wizard of Oz guy yeah. where it's like he's this tiny little guy and then like the Wizard of Oz is like pay no attention to the tiny yeah. spider, the tiny delicious spider behind the web curtain. How often does that the decoy spider get attacked? Um, Do we know? Is it effective? Well, or? this was just discovered in 2012, so there's not a huge body of research about it. What the f- Wait, um, they're, they see, and again, this speaks to the density of diversity yeah. in the amazon where it's like yeah we uh figured this out seven years ago oh it's there are so many species we'll probably never even know existed because they'll probably go extinct before we ever discover right right them. right um oh, which is sad but back to this uh crazy crazy spider who builds a bigger spider so this decoy but you're wondering what it's made out of right it's not web uh nope uh, so it's made out of debris like dead plant matter, egg shells or egg casings, or even dead prey items. So a lot of dead insects. So, so imagine, it's a trash spider? It's a trash spider. Uh, but it's a giant, like four times the size of the spider, trash spider. Whoa. Like imagine seeing a giant human, like four times the size of a regular right. human. And then you get, and it's like kind of looks a little weird from a distance and you get closer, you realize it's like made out of 
garbage, like Red Bull cans, like and cigarette raccoon, butts, like roadkill, yeah. and like p- human corpses. It also reminds me of like the kind of Halloween costume my mom would make me, where it's like she didn't. We, I never bought a store bought costume. She's like, I'll make it. Like, we'll figure <laughs> something out. And from afar, right? It looked. I looked good. like you know whatever Keanu Reeves and Speed or something like that. Right. And then we got closer. I'm like, nah, it's just a lot of <laughs> thrown together stuff. Bunch of cigarette butts. Uh, cigarette butts. Uh, and empty wine bottles. Right, right, yeah. right. Bo- like a boxed wine on your head. Yeah, that was actually my boot. Okay, yeah. sorry, yeah. And then the internal bladder we used as a backpack. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's creative. Upcycle. Yeah, and then uh, child protective services were called <laughs> when I trick-or-treated in the wrong house. <laughs> so uh, this upcycled giant spider, it's something that is sort of an advancement that other species of cyclosa ca- do because they, they also build web decorations uh, which are meant to distract or confuse predators or even to just keep birds from running into their webs because that's a huge problem, just birds haplessly flying into their webs. Yeah. And the bird is too big to be pre- – well, there are bird-eating spiders, but right. that's not what this episode about. Shout out to about. those spiders. Shout out to those spiders. Um, don't don't jump in my DMs bird-eating spiders and go like, well, actually, I yeah. eat birds. Well, <laughs> yeah, I wonder what – I mean, I think that is a th- – threat to the rights and you know of, of, of all birds right exactly the rights is, of birds interesting i hope idea. someone is you know on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> more activists out there to... so um some orb weaver spiders which is another group of spiders will build x-shaped designs um also made out of debris that they line their legs up with so that one of the uh, theories is that it's to make themselves look bigger. Like, here's how long my legs are. Whoa. Um, that's Is that made with debris too? Or yeah, that's web? Yeah. It's it's uh, debris and extra webbing. Is what those like little zigzags are? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and it's uh, it's really funny because it's just like, uh, like if you, if you were a smaller person, you're like, I'm feeling secure about being small. So you just like attached a bunch of tin cans to your feet and you start yeah. stomping around like look at how big my limbs are <laughs> no you look goofy it's like you can't look good on stilts like right, i haven't seen many right. people who can actually work a pair of stilts yeah. well actually you know what uh at a couple of raves i've what seen about people. that like like times square guy who's like dressed as uncle sam yeah i guess those like those it's ones like, do those legs go all the way up is that what you're asking? Yeah. Like, is that a pickup line? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, hey do those, those legs go all the way up? Or are they partially made out of wood and other components? <laughs> uh, the latter, miss. <laughs> Rainforests aren't just important because of how they keep the entire planet alive and that they're the home to some of the coolest animals on the world and that they're the home to millions of people. Okay, I mean, each of those are reason enough to care. But did you know that they are also home to plants and natural resources that can cure diseases? Many of these compounds have been used for generations by the indigenous peoples of Latin America, such as the alkaloid D-terbocurane derived from poisonous bark of curare linaeus, which can be used as an anesthetic in surgeries and to treat diseases like multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, and other diseases that require muscle relaxants. There's also sorts of medicines derived from plants all over the world, like Madagascar's rosy periwinkle found in Africa with tumor-fighting agents. Wild yams in Mexico and Guatemala provide the active ingredients found in birth control. 
and quinine, a treatment for malaria, which is derived from an extract of the bark of the cinchona tree found in Latin America and Africa. When you consider the amazing properties of rainforest plants and consider the fact that the Amazon is home to over 40,000 species of plants, there are very likely many extracts from these plants that have yet to be discovered that could help cure diseases. But if they go extinct before we discover them, we'll never know what advancements in medicine we could have made. I didn't mean to end on such a bummer note, but when we'll return, we'll talk about pink dolphins. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi on a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Right now, animals are going extinct in the Amazon, and if us humans don't get it together, the situation is dire. A recent study by the Imperial College in London projected that as deforestation continues as it had between the 1970s and 2008, over 55 Amazonian species will die out by 2050. In fact, there's so much biodiversity, there may be animals who go extinct before we even get a chance to discover them. Even under the most optimistic scenario, where ranchers reduce deforestation by 80%, up to 38 species are projected to still go extinct. But unfortunately, the current situation is not the most optimistic, nor is it business as usual. In fact, scientists are warning that the current rate of deforestation and burning could trigger a feedback loop called dieback, where the forest dries out too quickly, which makes it even more vulnerable to fires, creating a vicious cycle of burning. And these fires are not natural or inevitable. Environmentalist groups and indigenous groups have reported that cattle ranchers intentionally set fires to clear land to set up cattle farms and have been given carte blanche to do so by Bolsonaro's government. When combined with the dry season and deforestation that is already drying out the Amazon, these man-made fires can spiral out of control. 
What's so frustrating is this is something that can be stopped. If measures are taken now to stop deforestation, to force deforesters to comply with laws forbidding them from grabbing more land, doom isn't inevitable for the wonderful animals who are endemic to the Amazon and who are facing extinction. So let's talk a bit about some of these wonderful animals who are being threatened. And to cheer you up, pink dolphins, not the ecstasy. Oh. Sorry. But maybe better. That's a thing? Pink dolphins? Pink dolphin. I mean, I don't know about that. That's a the- kind of dolphin? Yes. Yes. I think it's also a clothing brand, too. Is it? Yeah. And I always thought, that's a weird I name. hope it's not made out of dolphins. Well, so- <laughs> the, the clothes stink. Oh, so it's geez. possible. Yeah, that stinky dolphin jerky. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't wear dolphin clothing, people. Yeah, it's not it's not a good look. So this is uh, the Bodo River dolphin or Amazon River dolphin, uh, which is a pink magical dolphin who is endangered. They are uh, pretty amazing. Let me get you a picture of that. Whoa, that's a that's a beautiful shade of pink. I know, right? It's this sort of like light, I don't know, rosy pink. Yeah, I mean, it's what you would imagine a, a sun-faded pink flamingo yes. uh, figure on a lawn. Oh, that's beautiful. But as a dolphin. Uh, well, you know, you have a, if you have an active imagination, I, you listen to podcasts, you can that's, envision things. That's beautiful. I want, that's, like, that's like a tattoo, like a sun-faded pink flamingo, but as a dolphin. But as a dolphin. But yeah. the text is a, is a tattoo. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- but like you have it in a like in French or in uh, in some other language, and I, people don't know what it is. Yeah, means. I mean, yeah, oh, if that that sounds great. Yeah, I wonder what that I, that would probably would sound pretty good in French. Yeah, I'd be like oh my god, is that Sart or something? <laughs> Sart. <laughs> That's sorry. <laughs> so these pink river dolphins, as I've said, the males are actually pink. Uh, so they have fat foreheads and long snouts, and they're one of the largest dolphins because they can reach up to 8 feet and 450 pounds. Um, oh. So the reason males are pink is it's actually pretty metal backstory. Uh, so it's thought to be scar tissue all over their bodies, um, not necessarily from uh, any actual, like, bad injury, but mm-hmm. from just rough manly dolphin games and fighting like play fighting, fighting, games, uh-huh. roughhousing, uh, and that like kind of rubs at their skin and makes them pinker. Uh, well, so are the females less pink or yes. not at all? Uh, they they're like they're more of a they're more of a grayish color, yeah. Wait, and so so then by that logic, could a female look pink if it were engaging in the same activities as a male? Potentially. I, yeah, that's an interesting point. I feel like it could, but it there it could also be the case that they're less their skin is less sure. pigmented that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, wow. But the brighter the pink, the more attractive they are to females. So um, the more like scar tissue. Yeah. Wow, that's... It's like it's like an all over body tattoo or like scarification thing. And yeah. the ladies love it. I like to think, though, that they're just engaged in this like this this dolphin-y roughhousing where it's like they're giving each other noogies and like. I see. It's weird. I see it's just such a dark, dark <laughs> world. And it's mostly like emotional Like a trauma. Mad Max. Yeah. It's not even physical stuff. It's like you, you can tell just how like haunted a guy is by how pink they are. <laughs> <laughs> the brighter the pink, the more the stink. Yeah. It's new merch. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There's a shirt. Uh, so these dolphins are also very nimble. Uh, their neck vertebrae are unfused, so they can bend their necks at a 90-degree angle, which makes is very good for them because they have to navigate around a lot of tree roots and obstacles, so they can just kind of slide right in. Wait. In my mind, I guess I'm – typically when I think of a dolphin – 
its neck, mm-hmm. I can't picture because to me they're just a big tube. Yeah. But in a way, but I guess as they swim, you sort of see that motion. But they're, they they're, can straight up just like. Bend. Well, this one they can't. Yeah. So yeah, the, I mean, for this, this kind of. Yeah, dolphin. the Boda River dolphin can bend its neck at a like basically like a human can, if not more nimbly. Well, you know what? Let's. I like this. Dark backstory, a, yeah. flexible neck. Yeah, I mean, Very most metal. dolphins have some flexibility in their neck. You know, like right, you, right, know, you right. see the the enslaved dolphins like nodding Perform their necks. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, they're also drummers. <laughs> uh, Amazing. Yeah, what can't these dolphins do? They're head banging. Head banging. They're drum- they're so metal and they're yeah. pink. They're pink metal. They wait. They really drum. Yeah. So they'll hold branches. Wait, hold on, and, I thought you were joking. No, no. <laughs> they'll hold branches and grass in their mouth, and they'll beat the water with it to impress the ladies. <laughs> sometimes they even hold this up live. Wild. Sometimes they even like hold up live turtles in their courting. No, display. they don't. Yes, they do. They'll be like, "Yo, check this out, turtle beat <laughs> Look drum." Look at this turtle. <laughs> Headbang, exactly. and they're like. Honestly, <laughs> wow. And like in L.A., it's such a cliche to like uh, like a drummer with a haunted past. Yeah. This, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised these aren't L.A. I, River dolphins. I kind of want to date this dolphin. Yeah, me too. I'm like, <laughs> what's your story? Like, I need to know a little bit about you. Well, speaking of dating the dolphin, uh, <laughs> Native Amazonian folklore believes that uh, Bodo dolphins can transform into a human and come out of the water with a hat or a wig to disguise the blowhole. And uh, these uh, are called encantados. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's either a beautiful man who comes ashore and impregnates maidens, or a beautiful woman who, um, one of the uh, legends is that uh, it'll come to shore, seduce a married man, then after a week of uh, the affair, transforms him into a baby and transfers him into his own wife's womb. Wow. It's uh At first I was like this sounds like an excuse a philandering husband makes when it's like right. I don't know man it's, maybe it was this dolphin I don't know what happened honey I don't know who, well, who actually, was I thought that was you. Yeah, that's but, one of the the theories that it like is a way to explain like certain like family drama and, and stuff like, but I think I, think but I feel like it's like a dolphin version of being John Malkovich, yeah. right? Uh, I yes. That is um also, but I do like the idea, though, too, that, like, back then, they would treat a dolphin like a normal human just because they didn't see a blowhole. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah, cool. Where are you from? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, great. Cool. <laughs> uh, but I've, I've not been there, but I've, um, <laughs> I hear great things. <laughs> I don't know what that sound was. That, that was definitely dolphin sound. They do. That's great. That's a, that's a good dolphin call. Uh, you know. The dolphin bursts through the door, a horny dolphin. I know. And like I show you, I'm like, I have a secret case. Where's the chick? I have a blow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So the only threat to these glorious pink dolphins is humans and their habitat being destroyed. So uh, and they don't do well in captivity and they can't be, quote unquote, trained, which also very metal of them. Like, we don't live by your rules. We are pink because of all the roughhousing we do, we drum the water, right. we seduce your ladies, but and we turn you into a baby and impregnate your wife with your own baby self. This is, uh, you know what? And I, I, just for that reason, these we should respect them. Yes. And all of their, and all of their, uh, I wanted to say people, but they're not people, but all of their species. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the idea, though, that they're untrainable. 
mm-hmm. is so amazing to me because dolphins are so intelligent yeah. that to them it almost feels like, no, I don't even like this concept yeah. that you're even proposing yeah. to me in which I, I will perform for you. I drum for myself and I drum for the ladies, but not for you. I drum to mate. Exactly. Okay? And if... And I don't see any uh, I don't see any viable mates around here, so I ain't drumming. <laughs> I am not having sex with a scientist, so yeah. I am not gonna drum with for well, you. And also, before I get ahead of myself, are there any turtles here? <laughs> so moving on to another uh, aquatic animal, the giant otter uh, is which is known in Brazil uh, as the Ariranha, uh or water jaguar uh, oh, because they they grow up to six feet. A six-foot yes, otter? Yes. It's the longest member of the otter family and the entire weasel family, which otters are actually a member of. Really? Yeah, the mustelid family. Probably screwed up that pronunciation. But, you know, the weasel family. Yeah, I wasn't going to correct you, but this is your Weasels, show, so I'll let you noodle say. Noodle boys. I love they, the noodle boys. What's the noodle boys? Weasels. You call them noodle boys? Noodle boys. Our girls. Is that like a thing in the weasel community? I'm not knowing about. No, no. The, the, to you, they're the, like noodly. Uh, yeah, they they look like noodles. Yeah, they are very they're very long. noodly. Do you have a photo of a six foot otter next to a basketball player for scale? Let's see, giant otter next to next NBA to point guard basketball player. And here's one of them resplendent on a log. Wow! Look at him. He's so pretty. Is that like a beard? It's rocking. It's got, like, well, or is that just shaped? well? No. So that's a white patch. And what's really interesting neck. about that is it's like a, a a giant otter's fingerprint. So each of the otters will have um, these are white patches of fur, and it's unique to each otter. And that's how they identify each other. And they wow. actually they'll engage in this behavior known as periscoping, where they'll come above the water and kind of like turn around and like show off their neck and under their chin, and then other otters are. It's like giving their business card yeah, to yeah, other yeah. otters, like, "Hey, I'm this otter." It's a QR code, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So now scan it again. Scan man. it. Scan no, it's it. me. Look. Yeah. Squares up here. You may you may have to turn the turn a little bit. Yeah. There. Yeah. There you well, go. for me, <laughs> from seeing it from afar, I thought it grew like a really dope. Uh, wispy. It does look like a beard, doesn't goatee it? Goatee or beard. Yeah, it's actually, but it's flat. It's it's just yeah, a it's just skin on their pattern. Neck. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, a few more reasons to uh, love uh, these these guys. First of all, they they are one of the most endangered mammals in the Amazon. There's only about five thousand living individuals. Mm. Um. And they're uh, endemic to the area, so they're not found anywhere else in the world. Um, and they form monogamous pairs and, uh, they will have like a big old family that sticks together. So, uh, the parents and a bunch of kids that all hunt together up until the kids are sexually mature, which can be a couple of years. So these big families of So it won't be like, you'll never see grandparents with the grandkids. Um, I mean, you could, but the, uh, I think they do disperse at that point. See, and- in the old and times. I hope they're like, I wish you met your grandpa. <laughs> I mean, he's probably still around. We he had, just he he had, kicked us he out. He had a great QR code on his neck. Yeah, I mean, you'd know. <laughs> you'd know. Um, they love to eat fish and snakes. Just noodles eating noodles. Man. Big noodles eating wow. small noodles. That's all nature is. Big yeah. noodles eating small noodles. And Yeah, well, I mean, a noodle eating a noodle is a circle. Yeah. It's, it's like. In a way, or just a really long line, I guess. Sur- it's the sphere of life. The noodle. The noodles. The noodle, noodle of life. Noodle of life. There you go. Uh, <laughs> they like to find a peaceful place to eat their food or a little picnic spot 
uh, as it's called. They're so just wholesome. They're such. They're, they're monogamous, they're family wholesome oriented. Wholesome noodles. Yeah. These are yeah. They they're family oriented. They like they go on picnics. I have to I have to be honest with you. I haven't fully bought in on this noodle thing. Right. You know, and I don't want to seem like I'm a being I'm being right, a, right, a, a right. contrarian. Okay. But um, I just after Spaghetti. knowing how they feel, I just yeah. feel like they need something a little more elevated what than about, a noodle. What would like just long long tall boys? Tall mm, tall boys. I mean, th- long then, boys. Then, we'll have to we'll have to put a pin in this. Slippery dudes. Slipper. Mm, something a little more uh, genderless. Uh, tubular. Sexless. Tubular. Tubular. Two buddies. buddies. Two, two buddies. Two buddies. Two buddies. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I tubular love buddies. buddies. <laughs> yeah, two buddies, and they're they're sick. They are sick. They uh, have a bunch of different growls and barks to communicate alarms. Uh, they'll warn other otters of like, oh, hey, you're in my territory, or they'll warn them of predators. Uh, they'll also like do like barks and stuff that seek reassurance from each other's and their little their little tube families. Hmm. Um, uh, and like uh, a needy bark, and then one <laughs> of them is gives yeah. like a validating. Yeah, one. yeah, just like just like validate me. You're validated. Please wow. like my post. I like it. Okay, so they are I'm, okay. They're social, well, yeah. Little, well, I, I, to me, that seems like they're needy. They're, they're always on Instagram, like yeah. posting, just like. And they hit up their other friends. Like those like, vague, those vague Instagram posts are like where it's like, you know, eating fish, just and then like an emoji of like kind of a like sort of sad otter, and you're like, hey, what's up? And it's like, ah, uh, I can't nah. explain. It's long story. Don't worry, just long story because we're we're also the longest right of the weasel family, so it's a long story. Long, oh boy, you, probably, <laughs> you got a you got a second. <laughs> I just feel like yeah, they would also be mad. They're like, you keep. I know you watch my stories, but like, right, you never. I don't know. Are you just like creeping on my? Account? I wonder how they post on it. Like, do you think they do like one like a bunch of different photographs of themselves? So it's like one of their head, one of their middle, one of their middle, one of their middle, and one of their mm. butt, so that you like flip through to get the whole otter because they're too, you know? Maybe or yeah. they just. I have a feeling they don't. They're just on there for likes. It's all like vanity That's shots true, of like yeah. whatever they feel their best feature yeah. is. Like, like in landscape mode. Yeah. Yeah. Panoramas. Exactly. Pan- yeah. You kind of have to do a pano every time you get a shot if of you one. You want to do these. it yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so moving on to uh, want to talk about the bald Yuakari monkey, uh, which uh, is another beautiful, beautiful animal. I want to show you a picture. Mm-hmm. So oh, Whoa. How this is one monkey? I'm sorry, I almost broke your computer. <laughs> uh, okay, it reminds me of kind of like a Japanese kabuki mask uh, with like a very long haired body. Yeah, so they have bright red faces and red hair, which is exactly what I look like after I'm in the sun for any given amount of time. That is a shade very similar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's uh, my sunburn face and my red hair. So this is sort of a style icon yeah. for you. Actually, they, they, it is. It is. the the. I love – I mean, their hair is straight, though. So it's like, it's like if I straighten my hair and nah. then I get a sunburn. No, don't straighten your hair. Your yeah. hair has great body to it. Thank you. They look just – a mess. So, you know, I would, I would actually, <laughs> they look I would a little advise fried. against that. Yeah. No, they, 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 they rock ends. it. Well, they rock it. I can see the ends from here. Mm. 
That's true. So why are they face their faces so red? Is it because they're embarrassed about their split ends? <laughs> I, I hope they heard this, yeah. So recently, researchers have found that they have a huge amount of capillaries right under the skin. Um, so it's kind of like how when we blush, it's because fl- blood is flowing to the capillaries. Um, but it's all over their face. It's permanent. And the reason we can see it so well is their skin is actually translucent. So there's no pigment. Just what similar is, to the glass frog. on in the Amazon? They're so they're transparent. S- they're very transparent. And not that I'm saying transparency is a bad thing, but like too much of a good thing. Can yeah, be you can thing. be an overshare. Like if you're literally showing me what your spleen looks like, yeah, it's a bit oversharing. And I'm like, I get like on it. The first meet, first when I meet you at first, and you're like, here's all my capillaries. I'm like, Ugh. I mean, eventually we could talk. Like I'm a very open person. I'll yeah. talk to you about stuff, but. When I first meet you, I maybe don't want to see all your capillaries. Exactly. And, you know. And like, how'd it go? It's like, they were kind of thin skinned <laughs> Nice. So, uh, but with these monkeys, they do actually want to uh, be overshares because the red faces are actually an honest indicator, which in uh, uh, evolutionary biology terms means an, an indicator of your health or to mates that is actually a true signal of your health. Oh, so if you're unhealthy, you would not be like bright. Right, right. right. So so less healthy monkeys who say contracted malaria will look pale because the the redness is just blood. It's the Mm -hmm. the capillaries under their skin. Um, And so like blood loss or or illness will make them look pale. And then their mates will be like, you're, you look like a ghost. I don't want to like mate with you. Um, (laughs) Welcome to my (laughs) life. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh man, another ghost! You wouldn't believe <laughs> another it. Another pale, red-skinned ghost again. <laughs> Keeps. I gotta get off ghost date. <laughs> Wait, but with their capillaries, does that mean it will? They will always be that shade of red, even if they're healthy. Like, are there yeah. moments where they the red might subside, or just no? It's, it's always because that there's red. Blood it's always through. that red, but sometimes their faces get redder, like when they're aroused or excited. So it. it goes from extremely red to. Very extremely red. Wow. What's above extremely? Violently? Violently red. Yeah. Yeah. Catastrophically? So now let's move from the red to the blue. Uh, (laughs) Wait, can I ask about their hair really quick? Because it looked like their hair was so long and healthy. Yeah. That like it looked like a ghillie suit that like a Marine sniper would wear. Oh yeah. You're like right. That just sort of like it, it almost gives them more of a presence than there might actually be underneath their coat. They're pretty small. Yeah. They're actually, um, one of the smaller monkeys. Um, they grow up to around like excluding the tail. It's around like 17 inches. Oh wow. Long. Yeah. So they're really not that big. They, I know that photo, they do look deceptively big because of how fluffy they are. Or but not big, but small. yeah, it is something yeah. I, I will give them that look. Yeah. Yeah, it's even good, despite the burnt and split ends. Yeah, maybe maybe that does help there. them like intimidate, uh, being more intimidating because of how. Yeah, how I wonder they if are. like your coat, if you're like, there's especially some good body to it. Yeah, then with your super red volume. face. Yeah, people are like, ooh, they are achieving a lot of volume, which I'm I'm pretty. Yeah, there's some. I'm just saying, there's a lot of interesting stuff with the thin skin, but maybe Paul Mitchell yeah. and L'Oreal or something. L'Oreal, could yeah, do some yeah yeah studies on this. <laughs> Some of the 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 chai what's that called the chai hair products that like super expensive or something. Um, I, as someone who has very little hair, yeah, I don't know, and it feels like a <laughs> direct shot at me. Well, chai, like chai, the tea, like the tea. You rub it on your head. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. No? I see. I'm look. I've missed a lot. <laughs> I've missed a lot. So we're gonna now we're gonna shift from the red to the blue because it's a uh, hyacinth macaw time. Um, that was a great segue. I love a good hyacinth macaw. Yeah. So there are these beautiful bright blue parrots. Uh, let me get a picture of that for you. I have a feeling I can picture this one even before you show me the image. Yeah, yeah. And I was right. Yep, it's a big it's like blue the, macaw. It's like the one thing I think of when I think of a blue, like, well, but I, I call them parrots because I make Well, parrots. it is a parrot, yeah. Oh, really? It's a type of parrot, What makes yeah. a parrot a parrot? I'm sorry to just completely hijack your family. show. It's in the parrot Great, <laughs> settled. Onward we go. There we go. Um, and macaws are within the parrot family, so. Fantastic. Yes. Um, so it's the largest flying parrot. Uh, it grows over three feet in length and up to eight pounds. Um, so they're threatened mostly by the illegal pet trade and in their habitat being lost. Uh, so like when they're instead of being just bred as pets, like when wild individuals are captured uh, mm-hmm. and uh, put into the pet trade, um, they're known as being gentle giants. They have sort of a nice friendly demeanor. They're big. Um, yeah, they're big. They're like I said, they're up to eight pounds. That's a lot of bird. Wow, I didn't. Yeah, think about like a turkey. Well, think about a normal parrot. Like you hold it on your arm, it's like not that big. I'm sorry. Do you hold a lot of parrots on your? I've arm? held a few parrots. Well, sure. I've never been on a Caribbean cruise <laughs> where the one of the stops right. was taking a photo op with a parrot. Is it? Oh, so okay. See, I don't. This is where you know I have blind spots <laughs> in my experience as a human being. I mean, I don't know the the gentle touch of a parrot. On you my should arm. maybe educate you more on yeah. bird or issues. go to Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> uh, so these are highly intelligent birds who can actually use tools. Uh, so they've been Love observed it. wrapping leaves around nuts and fruits to keep them from slipping, like oven mitts or like like no slip grip yeah. stuff. Um, while they crack open the nuts or pry off the husk from the fruit. Uh, they'll also use pieces of wood to act as a wedge to help pry open nuts. Um, and younger uh, hyacinth macaws uh, will actually experiment more with tool use than adults who have learned better. Yeah. So they'll combine tools or they'll uh, – a study found that um, captive young macaws uh, – would try to use shoelaces, rubber bands, or even poop as like tools, and then Aww. like as adults, they learn uh, the the same uh, kinds of macaws. When when they were studied as ma- ma- adults, they just did wood and pieces of leaves because they're like, they no, learned. that this is how this. I just love that the younger macaws are like, would would poop work? What if I shit on my food? What? I'm sorry. What if I defecated on right, my food? Right, right. I mean, like it, like any normal high school kids, like what if I. What if I poop on it? Yeah, I think that'll work. Yeah. Well, I, let's try it. Don't <laughs> knock it till you try it. And the parent's like, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, try yeah. that. Try that. See how that yeah. goes. It also shows how intelligent they are because, first of all, the creativity of using poop as a tool. But yes. also just like that as adults, they don't. They seem to have narrowed down the tools to right, the, really the most uh, efficacious ones. So they've learned. They they're learned. Learning. They're like, yeah. You know what? That didn't work. They go through an awkward teenage phase where they're like hammering poop against stuff. Exactly. And then you they were grow in Jinko jeans. They and mature. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you turn to an adult who doesn't poop on their food. Exactly. Well, some of us. Okay. To each their own. <laughs> you know, to each their own. I'm not here to judge. But I regret to tell you, I don't think I'll be having dinner uh, at your house okay. later on. Uh, well, that's too bad. I, I uh, had. I was... Using some special tools that I'm cooking with. <laughs> 
I think you'd really enjoy the creme brulee. (laughs) (laughs) Animals aren't the only ones whose homes are being threatened by the fires. As I mentioned earlier, the rainforest is the ancestral home of over one million indigenous peoples. There are around 400 distinct communities with their own languages and cultures, a minority of whom have little to no contact with outsiders. In Brazil, tribal communities are being threatened and are trying to fight for their rights, their lives, and their homes. Illegal ranchers and deforesters and policies of the Bolsonaro government in Brazil threaten their lives. Groups representing the Amazonian indigenous peoples have explained that they are currently undergoing a humanitarian emergency. The fires and aggressive commercialization of their land threaten them with extinction and genocide. And the situation is more dire than ever before. Compared to 2018, the number of fires during the dry season has increased by 84%. When we return, we'll explain why the Amazon is burning, what policies are harming the situation, and what is being done and what you can do to help. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi on a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. So as of recording this podcast, there have been 2,500 active fires burning in the Amazon. As we discussed earlier, this is not natural. The deforestation and burning by ranchers of the Amazon has led to a shocking increase in the amount of fires. So what are the politics behind this catastrophe? The Amazonian rainforest is sprawled beyond the borders of nine nations, but the vast majority of the rainforest falls under Brazilian control. 
The current policies of the Bolsonaro government that enable ranchers and commercial interests to grab land from indigenous people to deforest and burn certainly are culpable for the current situation. But it's important to remember that the responsibility doesn't stop at Brazil's borders. U.S. President Donald Trump supports Bolsonaro and tweeted out on August 23rd, quote, Our future trade prospects are very exciting and our relationship is strong, perhaps stronger than ever before. Which is really upsetting, uh, given the current. Yeah. Uh, like, he ends the tweet saying, uh, quote, I told him if the U.S. can help with the Amazon rainforest fires, we stand ready to assist. Which, in the context of talking about trade, it makes it sound like helping set more fires. Right, right, right. I'm, I know, <laughs> I'm, I know, like, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, fake news twisting his words. I know he's, like, saying, like, help stop the fires. Sure, sure, but sure. But again, it's just, like, that whole tweet, it's like, Future trade is looking great. Let us know if we can help with the fires. Yeah. It's just like, hey, we'd love doing business with you. And like, you know, if you need help. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like, and I mean, Bolsonaro has been like praised by uh, like people talking about like how he's going to increase trade and increase exports. And what that means is like. Cut the rainforest down. Exactly. Yeah, because everyone, you know, his whole thing was like, oh, the indigenous people are ruining the rainforest because yeah. it's all protected and yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, it's all protected. Right. Uh, and I think, you know, I th- that was one of his, he campaigned on that basically. Yes, he Just did. Sort of like, yeah, don't worry. Uh, I can turn that into a big, f- we can play, right. you know, uh, what's that game uh, with the farming that everyone played on Facebook? Far- farm place? Farm what's it called? Farm? Farmville. 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 Yikes. Farmville. And I hate to bring a Facebook what gaming What is that? What reference. is that game to young ones called? Playing farm? Farm town? Farmville. Yeah. Farm time. And just basically saying, yeah. we'll convert yeah. that into a massive uh, cash cow, for Ugh. lack of a better word, because I mean, they, beef they, exports. Yeah, beef exports. And I, I think it, it is important to not just be like, oh, Bolsonaro, that horrible man over there in Brazil. This is a – this is not – the actions of just like this one man, although no. obviously he's he is responsible for a huge uptick and in exacerbating this. Exacerbating the situation, exactly. For sure. So, like a lot of the responsibility lies there, but he's enabled by all of the oligarchs in in the U.S. and other countries that are totally on board to make another buck off of the rainforest. Yeah, well, because I think you know, in the '80s is when they really started being like, well, hold on. Let's, what can we do with this rainforest yeah. here? And that's when it started really spiking. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. The late nineteen uh, seventies, uh, between the nineteen, like before the nineteen seventies, only about one percent of the rainforest had been deforested. Right. Between the nineteen seventies and like around now, seventeen percent. Right. And like I said, once we reach around twenty to twenty five percent, that's kind of like that's the potential tipping point uh, that right. scientists believe. That's when um, there could be this kind of cataclysmic uh, series of events that destroys the whole forest and uh, it gets turned into, I think it's called downgraded savanna. Um, so that would, uh, you know, that would be <laughs> catastrophic. Wow. Yeah. I'm, oof. I mean, and that's the really sad thing is like you say, it's a system that when it's running efficiently can you know, bring a lot of good things. Right. And when you start kneecapping it, right. the wheels fall off and it has really, re- yeah. And, and it's sort of just with the drought that it, that can, it'll exacerbate too with the yep. lack of rainfall and all the even just cloud pattern, all everything right. is so connected with it. And that's that uh, die off um, sort of a domino effect where the more you deforce, the more it dries out from human activity, the 
more it burns during the dry season. Right. And that's not to say, I mean, like there are definitely ranchers who are um, setting fire to it and, uh, and uh, threatening uh, indigenous peoples uh, living there as a because they're emboldened by the Bolsonaro government. Yeah. Um, but it's also even even beyond that, like the more it's deforested and the more it's dried out, the more susceptible it is to the dry season right. uh, and, and fires. So it's, yeah, it's just a really bad situation all around. There's a recent news story where Bolsonaro is blaming NGOs, the non-governmental organizations. Right. The environmentalist groups. Well, didn't he also say, well, who do you think Martians did it? Like very flippantly. <laughs> yeah. He and then was, was like, I think it's NGOs. Really. Yeah. He was like, he was like saying, claiming that they were going to hurt his image. So like the idea that environmentalist groups would literally burn down the rainforest. Right. To and go after him. That's for like the whole sort hurting of. Hurting the rainforest. <laughs> that's sort of like, that's sort of the whole optics campaign that they're trying to pursue right. to sort of make deforestation like a viable or attractive thing. It's like. Well, there's like a whole conspiracy from right. environmental groups about this. And really, this is about like our economic output and all these other things. Right. And it's just a shame, too, because, you know, all tied up into that are the people that live in the rainforest. Yeah. And their way of life is the most, you know, t t as compared to our modern lives. Right. Tied to the earth, tied to nature, right. tied to that system they're in that they participate in. And when you keep taking away the things that they need to live off of, like especially like the plants and things, because living in the rainforest right. means there's no there's no Walgreens, right? Right. Know? And there's like there 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 are like you know small farmers and and like it it, it depends on the uh, the communities, but like there are like small like I mean there are still like barely contacted people living right. in the Amazon who. I mean, they're they're a minority of the people living there, but that makes them all the more vulnerable because, like, they don't have a lobbying group. Exactly. Uh, and um, so <laughs> there were these leaked documents from uh, Bolsonaro's ministry that showed uh, the government is trying to thwart the AAA uh, multinational effort, which is like this. Uh, it's the NGO effort to protect the Amazon. Um, by strategically occupying the Amazon with commercial interests. And also they plan to use Bolsonaro's racist rhetoric against the in indigenous uh, people uh, to dehumanize and isolate them. Um, and yeah. so here's, here's a quote from one of the leaked slides, quote, uh, development projects must be implemented on the Amazon basin to integrate it into the rest of the national territory in order to fight off international pressure for the implementation of the so-called AAA project. To do this, it is necessary to build the Trombetas River hydroelectric plant, the Obidos Bridge over the Amazon River, and the implementation of the BR-163 highway to the border with Suriname. Um, so basically, like, we need to develop it so that we can, you know, start taking it over. Right, yeah, and be like, well, actually, this is, these are all infrastructure projects we need. Right. And, uh... Yeah, it's really like this whole idea of there's like the colonization aspect that's a threat to indigenous people right. that has been there since the Portuguese got yeah. there. And then now you're adding like uh, global capitalism with a president who's like, let me exploit like the most val one of the most valuable resources on earth 
to create more capital for a country that's only going to benefit a very small p- amount of people. Right. And it's the wealth inequality in Brazil is extreme too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so, it, there's just so many layers of tragedy sort of mapped onto this one thing right. aside from just the environmental things. And yeah, it, I hope that this actually does help bring more awareness because, you know, it took so long for most of the rest of the world and even in Brazil for people to be like, right. oh, right. This is like this is becoming really terrible. But it feels like a lot of the activism or at least online is just more about like, can you believe this versus like, hold on. There's a leader there who's doing this, who's terrorizing these people who live there. Right. All in the sake of bringing in more. Right. This isn't natural. This is human made catastrophe. This these leaked slides like they talked about how. They feel like they're successfully the, – the um, Bolsonaro's sort of racist and inflammatory comments are successfully separating people from caring about the indigenous people because they were talking about how like a huge portion of the population hadn't even heard about the fires sure. from the media. Um, and that was like a – that was a good thing in, in this uh, slideshow presentation. It's it's such a weird thing. Like you you imagine these like government officials like, here's our evil plan. Yeah, like Next in slide. slide. Yeah. What's well, weird, I feel like in this last – just recently there's been a lot of leaked stuff that articulates exactly like the most evil stuff like with the GOP sort of like this right. is our mass shooting playbook. Right, like, right. And you're like, oh, wow, like you've articulated. <laughs> My evil plans. Right. Or <laughs> even like Monsanto being like, yeah. okay, this is what we need to do so yeah. people don't connect Roundup yeah. with blood cancers. God, I hope someone like raids uh, – who's the one who died? David Koch's estate for like all his, his evil – he's just going to have like a thing on his desktop where it's like evil plans yeah, and then porn and and then the porn is just human suffering. Yeah, the porn. Yeah, it's, it's all just uh, <laughs> climate change disasters. Right. Um, so just so people know, like here are a few of Bolsonaro's racist statements uh, about the indigenous people. Um, and this is what's thought to help, um, you know, kind of rile up people and uh, encouraging ranchers and land developers to illegally uh, steal land and set fires and even like harass them with violence. Yeah. Um, so here's one of Bolsonaro's quote, quote, the Indians do not speak our language. They do not have money. They do not have culture. They are native peoples. How did they manage to get 13% of the national territory? That was said in 2015, mm-hmm. which is very, uh, you know, Hitlerian. Yeah, I mean, well, that's um, the playbook. You know, yeah. there's a group of people who are sitting on something or possess yeah. something you want to take from them. So right. begin dehumanizing them. Right. So and this is like tr- this is like Trump's rhetoric too against like immigrants. Everyone. Yeah, and but I mean, yeah, but yeah, especially for immigrants. Right, right. right. Um, here's another quote. Uh, quote: There is no indigenous territory where there aren't minerals, gold, tin, and magnesium are in these lands, especially in the Amazon, the richest area in the world. I'm not getting into this nonsense of defending land for Indians. Uh, and that was also in 2015. Um, so that's, I mean, just, it's tr- he's being totally transparent about it, that he's, you yeah. know, he wants to plunder the land and he doesn't care about the people already living and there. And he has that sort of like colonizer rhetoric yeah. of being very dismissive about the Indians. Right, right, right. Uh, Indians. Which is not, yeah. Which you hear a lot like in South America too to sort of like be insulting and be like, oh, they're Indian. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's it can right. be a slur. Yeah. And it, he was even running on this idea of being called Captain Chainsaw when he was running for president. Oh, Jesus where he was Christ. Like, yeah, man, because his whole thing was, well, here's the deal. 
our economic development is being held back because everyone loves yeah. the rainforest so much. Right. He does, and that sounds familiar too, like blaming the indigenous people for their economy being stemming when really it's because of the wealth inequality where, right. you know. And just like um, gross, terrible corruption right. and mismanagement of money. Yeah, exactly. And that's real. But no, let's, again, let's like blame, everyone. Let's blame the other. You need a yeah. boogie person we, who can't we've, defend We've themselves. done that in America all the, you yeah. know. You, for, everyone, there's a scapegoat for everything except for yeah. the people who are actually. Yeah responsible here's one last quote um i, I can't do any more quotes or i'm gonna vomit but uh okay well please <laughs> so don't quote you can be sure that if i get elected president of brazil there will be no money for ngos if it's up to me every citizen will have a firearm in the house there will be not a centimeter demarcated for indigenous reservations or kailambolas um so this was said in 2017 Kailambolas are uh, Afro-Brazilian residents of Kailambolo settlements, which are made up of the ancestors of people who escaped from chattel slavery in yeah. Brazil. Um, so these are, you know, uh, the ancestors of some of the most oppressed people in Brazil. Right. And I think and also didn't he like completely dissolve like one of the governmental organizations that's in charge of like like advocating for yeah. indigenous people? Like, yeah. It's just been systematic like of like, no. Let's take every yeah. possible defense mechanism. And I mean, when you also even look at uh, the lives of these people, it's almost like a war that these yeah. people are just even before the fires of you have greedy people who want to develop on their yeah. land. And so sometimes they have to defend themselves yeah. and are killed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's that that viral video of that woman who's crying uh, on the on the camera. She's an indigenous woman and she's talking about how she was trying to get her children to fall asleep and she heard gunshots and she was like, she herself couldn't sleep either right. because of how frightened she was. Um, and I mean, you know, again, it's like, I don't want to just like, oh, look at this horrible stuff just happening in Brazil. Because like in the US, there, we're also like uh, reducing protections for um, native land, for yeah. pre uh, land reserves and, and for um, natural resources and trying to take uh, the control of these uh, lands from like um, uh, native. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's just generally a global right. uh, problem of right. of us just sort of disregarding the rights of indigenous right. people. Right, right. I think it's just like right now. This is like catastrophe of the Amazon burning. Uh, I think it's like if we haven't been paying attention so far, like now, like we have to. This is yeah. This is you know. It's. I mean, it should come from a place of empathy, but even if like it's coming from a place of just. You know, caring like Machiavellianism, like it's still super important. Yeah, no, for everyone really. on yeah. the planet. And I think that's where, at some point, that's where the other governments of the world have to sort of exert more pressure. Right. Uh, on certainly Bolsonaro. not supporting him. Like no, we're absolutely. Doing. And I think that's why you know, like Finland has proposed, like you know, trying to stop Brazilian beef imports into right. Europe. Like I proposed that to the EU and things like that because. Yeah, the rainforest, even though it is on the land of, you know, a few countries, but mostly Brazil, yeah. that's a thing that affects, you know, one fifth of the world's oxygen. Right. You know right. what I mean? I think in that sense. It's the lungs of the planet. Yeah, that yeah. we need to. That's where people have to be like, hold on. This is actually this like everything. There are so many existential threats uh, to our world. But like yeah. we have to treat this as one just as serious. Exactly. Uh, and I think this is a good time now to talk about like what what you can do, like what people can do. Cause I know when there's stuff like this where it's just, it feels so overwhelming mm -hmm. and, and I'm right there with you. Like I, I heard about, like, as I was reading through this, I just got 
felt so down. I had to look at some invisible frogs to feel better. And well, that's pink you're lucky. dolphins. That's your that's your self care. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I drink a bunch of cold brew. <laughs> I'll include a bunch of uh, pictures too in the in the show notes so Gross. you can. Uh, nice to look at uh, some of these wonderful animals. Um, but there's also stuff you can do to help. Um, and I'm certainly not, since I'm not um, a part of uh, like, an, I'm not like a, an organizer uh, in any of these um, environmentalist groups, I may not know the best way. So mm-hmm. like if any of you out there have, uh, like I'm going to mention some stuff, but if there's something that I don't mention that you think would be cool, like let me know, tell me in social and like I'll, um, I'll mention it on uh, next podcast too. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I mean, some of the things we can all do is vote for people who take environmentalism seriously. Step one. So, uh, you know, uh, spread the word to people like word of mouth, talk to your families, uh, talk on social media, um, you know, ruin Thanksgiving, like do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can donate to organizations uh, fighting uh, for the Amazon. Uh, I'll include some links uh, in the footnotes. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the WWF uh, website, which is not the World, World Wrestling, Wrestling Federation. no, but um, they're great too, but it's the World Wildlife Foundation. Good thing they won that lawsuit. I know. So they uh, have an emergency appeal. Uh, you can sign a petition on there. Uh, you can also donate to their emergency appeal. Um, and, uh, you know, donate and signal boost indigenous organizations fighting the deforestation. They're like on the front lines. Um, yeah. uh, like this August, tens of thousands of indigenous women and girls marched in Brazil as part of the first indigenous women's march. Uh, sorry, indigenous women's march. Uh, they uh, denounced the policies of Bolsonaro and the deforestation and attacks on their ancestral homelands. Um, you can read more about that on the Amazon Frontlines website. I'll also include a link to that in the show notes. I think I think that's really incredible in show notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just it's like it's so. I mean, they're they're really like if you know if we can support the people who are on the front lines who yeah. have lived there for generations. Or trying to fight for their homes and for yeah. the Amazon. Well, it's very easy for us being so far removed exactly. to be like, oh, well, I think it's bad. But no, like for them, right. it's, that is, is their life, life. Literally life or death. Yeah. And even though that may seem distant, it is actually life or death for the rest of the planet. We just, it's less immediate. Like, Yeah. It, when it's abstract to many people. Exactly. It's like, well, that's a fire there. Right. And I guess there's fire. Right. Like, no, no, no. Right. There, but this is, da- this is daily life or death for people yeah. living there. Um, but yeah, I mean, cause I'm sure like, I know so many people really do care and like, but don't feel paralyzed. Don't feel like, oh, there's nothing we can do. So why care anymore? There's certainly stuff we can do. Mm-hmm. There's so much that we can do. So, yeah, you know, it's even really had me, I mean, not even that like, you know, uh, we eat that much Brazilian beef in the U S I mean, there's certainly an, an amount that's imported, but it's mostly in Asia, but the amount of just like beef consumption I've it's been like a thing I've slowly, yeah. Like I, I didn't think I would really give a shit to be honest. Yeah. Uh, just as a human being who likes food, right? But like, you know, and a lot of the times I'm sort of like, well, this isn't my fucking, or this isn't my problem, and because a lot of this is born out of these like massive industries, right? And then the cons- at the consumer level, you're told, well, you need to do this right. to offset all of that, right? But I, yeah, I am starting to sort of begin to have more and more misgivings about it or at least trying to, yeah. uh, you know, I go more plant-based in those senses because, yeah, w- the more I look at things like 
when I just think of an indigenous person who is, you know, they are looking down the barrel of a gun because right. someone is trying to make money off of the land that they've lived on since time immemorial right. uh, is really uh, heartbreaking. And, and that yeah. that has, I think, motivated a, a little bit of change inside of me. Yeah. Uh, I think that's not to say great. I've gone fully vegan, but <laughs> I do eat much more plant based things when yeah. I can and try to avoid the beef yeah. uh, when possible. Where's the beef? Yeah. You know, just get the Impossible Burger. You know? I, I mean, I think that because there's so many things you can do that, like, whatever you can do, whatever you feel motivated to do and you want to do, like, like do that. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I think I'm I'm sort of there with you where it's like I'm, I'm cutting down my meat consumption um, and, like, I try to do mostly fish uh, mm-hmm. and and vegetarian They're stuff already and chicken. In water, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, I I have great respect for people who go vegetarian and vegan. I think that's mm-hmm. amazing. It's obviously not a lifestyle that everyone can do because of health reasons or, and stuff. Sometimes but, cost even right yeah. and cost exactly. Um, but like it's um, you know it, you don't have to do one thing. Like you don't have to just like just become vegan or something you can you can cut down on stuff you do or you know if your lifestyle doesn't permit making dietary consumer changes you can vote you can donate you can be an activist you can like talk about it like just if if you care and you just do stuff about it you you talk to one person about it you go online and you read more about it and you find out things that you can do like that all helps like that's all good and sometimes people are like well i won't even say anything because you know especially like with politics and things like that, people get turned off because they'll say like, well, I'll say it to so-and-so person in my social group, family or whatever, but there's no point because they won't listen to anything. But you know what? Even if it feels like something that's completely futile, right. the fact that you that might even get a person to, they might be like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And then when you leave, yeah. they go on the internet yeah. just to see what's up. Show that happens. Them, show them a picture of one of these doofy little Kermit frogs and their cute little weird faces. And then crumple it up in front of your face. <laughs> this is what's happening. Is this what you want? This is what your your apathy does. I mean, yeah. And they're like, I don't know. It seemed Photoshopped to me. I think, yeah. Th- but those are, those are moments too. I think, you know, again, sometimes there are people whose minds you can't change. But yeah. sometimes just... Offering a contrary opinion to those yeah. people can create a chain of events yeah. where thought is given to other things exactly. that might not have been before. Sometimes yeah. it's not always about completely changing people's minds, but at least getting someone to right. think. And if you care, if you really care about an issue, if you read about it and you care about it and you talk to other people, I think that's infectious. Mm-hmm. I think that really, like when you really care and you, and I think don't, don't let that fatigue get to you because I, I know that it's overwhelming with everything that's in the news that is so upsetting and you can feel overwhelmed and fatigued, like just where you just want to not think about it and give up. And I, I feel that too. Like I sure. think that's totally natural. And sometimes you do have to protect your your mental health that way. But, Absolutely. But just like, you know, try to feel, I guess, try to approach it from a constructive angle of like, you know what, I, this is sad and I do care and it is heartbreaking, but there are so many other people that care too. And there are people like on the ground, like fighting this and it's, that's great. And that's yeah. inspirational. And like, you know, look up some of these cool animals and look, look at how amazing they look. And like, you can feel that, that joy of like how incredible our planet is while also understanding the urgency yeah. of the situation. And, you know, I think a lot of people, it's easy, um, to get disheartened when the change you want to see is not happening immediately. Right. Or sometimes, you know, from the time I worked organizing and things like that, I know it can be it can be really disheartening because you are so passionate about something 
that if you're not changing people's minds, like you take that burden on yeah. yourself of like, okay, well, if I take this on, that means every person I meet, I have to change their minds about right. something. And that's not necessarily the best way to view it. Obviously, that's a great place to come from motivationally. But I think it's also important just to even be a beacon right. or someone who just transmits the message. Right. Not necessarily don't don't grade yourself on how persuasive right. you're being or effective. Sometimes merely just verbalizing these things out loud right. to other people is just as much is can do just as much good. So right. don't you know also let we need to adjust sort of what our expectations are from even talking about these things too. So we are able to do it for a prolonged period of time. Yeah. Because I think the second that apathy kicks in, it can be very difficult and just to become disheartened and be like, well, I tried and that's it. No one's listening and you know, like right. I'll just I'll just zone out. I mean, imagine your actions, the things that you're doing, like say it's it's donating or it's like talking to people about it or, you know, signal boosting uh, an organization. Imagine like what you're doing, but on the large scale yeah. of like millions of people also doing that. And like that, that's the key thing is like, it, you know, you don't have to personally take the world on your shoulders. But if you're doing stuff, you're trying and you're caring like that is helping yeah. if we all do that. I'll yeah. get in it. I feel like this is a good time to talk about how much I appreciate all of the dick dick pick picks that I've been getting. Because <laughs> uh, last time I, so dick dicks are these adorable tiny antelopes. And last time I talked about how I was sad that nobody sent me Did a dick dick, dick, dick pick picks. And I have been flooded with dick dicks. Uh, what is a dick dick? A dick dick like? is, here I'll show you. Is one of those mini? Yeah, one of those mini antelopes. Uh, they're very, very cute. Um, and, uh, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they are they're adorable. I appre- I love and appreciate every single one of those dick dick pick picks. I've looked at all of them. Keep those coming. Uh, send me uh, any anything else if I haven't mentioned or included any links to uh, organizations to donate to or stuff. Send me those. Send me dick dick pick picks. Uh, Great. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. I know this was probably an emotional one, and I really appreciate you tuning in. And uh, you know, it's just it's been great. Uh, talking about this I think it's so important and it's it's so incredible and good on you for listening to the end yes (laughs) you know to get the message out there because yeah this really is uh, such a vital part of our ecosystem it's one fifth of our oxygen it's our lungs if there's not one if you're not compelled by the frog argument of the The pink dolphins the threat to the the existential threat to uh, indigenous people think about one fifth of your oxygen yes exactly So, uh, Miles, you got got anything to? Where can people find you? Uh, well, uh, mostly Monday through Friday on this network, doing the daily zeitgeist, the daily political comedy news show that won't bum you out. I think I think <laughs> I pitched it right. Um, and just you know, on the internet uh, at Miles of Gray. That's Miles with an I and Gray with an A. Would you like Dick Dick Pick Picks? Yeah, sure. Yeah, send Miles some dick dick pic pics. I prefer um, action shots. Yeah. I feel there's a lot of pose stuff, so right. anything, any frolic, any frolic dick dick pic pic. Yes, yes. I'm frolic for dick it. dick pic pic. Frolic dick dick pic pic. <laughs> um, yeah, and you can find uh, creaturefeaturepod.com. Uh, there's Creature Feature Pod on Instagram, Creature Feet Pod on Twitter, F E A T, not F E E T. That's a whole other very, account. That's yep. a whole different thing. Um, for monster foot fetish people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, you guys. And thanks to the Space Cossacks for their awesome song, Exolumina. Become a part of the fast growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. 
Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.